Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash comics online. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And there we go. So big thanks to Audible, our uh, one of our yes. sponsors. We've got more, too, and I haven't done the commercials for them yet, but we, um, we recently were able to get deals with uh, Gamefly, um, with one called Vinyl Me Please, which sounds gross, like it would be like a <laughs> sex toy thing, but it's actually for it um, it's <laughs> it's for um, <laughs> it's for uh, vinyl albums. So you can actually order like oh. vinyl albums online, since that's what all the cool kids are doing nowadays. Um, we did one hey, for the hipster kids, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we did one for Warby Parker as well. So if you want to get some sweet glasses, uh, there's going to be a deal for you as well. So just stay tuned. They will be in future episodes Yay! of Comics Online Podcast and Comics Online Pirate Radio. And you'll be able to see them on the web uh, as well. And there's Kevin. Yay! Hello, Kevin. Um, hey. Kevin. I'm um, back. I'm, I'm very upset that... Hey, shut the fucking dog up. I'm very upset that you didn't come down for the Comics Online uh, podcast anniversary. I had flowers yeah, and romantic so music. Is, are we live already? Yeah, we're live right now. Yeah, we're technically live. Yeah. All right. So, so live listeners, uh, hey, we, you know, we, this is. Oh, and by the way, start start uh, editing the stuff in like around now. Or <laughs> anything good before this? Nah, um, just been talking. So, no. Hey, uh, this is our ninth anniversary, listeners. We we first recorded Ch- Chelsea and me and Nomad and June yeah. and the other Chelsea and Matt and Crows and Dicks and. Was there anybody else that first day? <laughs> yeah, there was a ton of people. There was there was Biggs. There was Biggs and Wedge. It was over two. There yeah, was Porkins was there. It was really. Um, um, Butch was there. Yeah, Crows and I were still doing the Lost podcast at that point. Yeah, you guys were doing the Lost podcast ways. Can you hear that dog? No. Yeah. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, now I hear it. Uh, <laughs> it's not uh, coming through on this so end. Yeah, so, yeah, that was good. a really long time ago. And yet I still love Lost just as much. <laughs> Me too. See, I, I wish it was still on. I got turned off on I Lost, man. I don't know man. if I wish it was still on, but I love that show. I, I, liked, <laughs> I liked up until, and I can't remember what season it was, but it was the, the last episode of that season was the one where the Hobbit was in the room and he was like, uh, it was getting flooded and he puts his hand on the window and says, not Penny's boat. That was season two. That was season, I think that was season three. Okay, but like after that, I just, because the writer's strike happened and I thought it lost a lot of its steam and I just didn't follow with it. The short season was was season three. Yeah, Yeah. that was season three. Yeah. No, that was the end of season two, wasn't it? The Raft was season one, Charlie was season two. No, season, season the end of season one was the Raft, the end of season two Wait, no, was that the hatch? I can't even remember now because no, all the I... hatch was the hatch was the beginning of season two, so it was the same okay. time as the raft. Okay, yeah, but they no because they didn't they didn't blow but, up, they yeah, didn't blow I mean, up they the didn't hatch. Blend together. They didn't blow up the hatch until the end of season two. So season You're end right. of season three was yeah okay all right. You're right. Yeah, and Desmond was like my favorite yeah. character, so I might it's, have to go it's back. It's been a while. Yeah, maybe I'll go so back and Netflix it. So, so speaking of uh, the old school comics online folks, uh, you know, Dune is, uh, you know, is, is doing, Dune reads Goosebumps still. He's got like one more book to do. And in fact, I'm going to do a book for him. I'm going oh, to nice. read uh, one of the other R.L. Stein books uh, to put on his feed. But I think he's only got one more to do out of the original ones. And, you know, he, he's got some of those choose your own adventure, give yourself Goosebumps ones. 
um, that he can do whenever. But besides that, the uh, the original series of whatever there are, hundred and something. Uh, There's a lot. Yeah, of them. <laughs> he's almost done with those, which he started just after uh, he started on the Comics Online podcast. So he's been doing that for for nearly nine years, and. Um, but, but he's been having some problems lately, and I just want to give a shout-out to Dune. I noticed, by the way, while I was mowing the grass right before this, I was I was listening to the most recent episode of Dune Reese Goosebumps, and he he, he gave me a, a shout-out there, a little <laughs> a little nudge. Um, made, made an atheism joke and, and dropped my name. <laughs> Always important. Um, That's going to go well. <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. Okay, and, I looked it up because I needed to make sure the reason see, the end of season two was when Michael did that thing. Oh, is it even a spoiler anymore? But no, Michael, when, he, when he kills Libby and Anna Lucia, that was the end of season two. Michael's such a douchebag. Oh god, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, and he lets Ben go. <laughs> I was like, oh, there was something big every season. There's something big. So wow, I should I should ben, watch that again. I have it all on Blu-ray. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I don't think I've I've ever watched it on my Blu-rays. I've only oh watched my my, I've watched my DVDs <laughs> like three times, but I've never watched my Blu-rays maybe watch the lost where you start at the actual beginning of the timeline and then go all the way through oh i want to do that it's great it actually was really fun i was like this is totally worth it this is great oh i should look up that chart and and do that the you know do a run through that way that would be exciting it was really exciting actually it was a good time because it was it was like all over the place but you felt like it was it ended up feeling like a coherent story almost Sorry, oh. I had to look at that. I'm like, what happened at the end of season two? No, right, I, I Michael, think we're. Crazy. I, I think we're all like that, where we have. <laughs> it's just it, it's our geek pop culture tendencies, where we have to know exactly what happened. Have we're like, know. no, 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 <laughs> hang on, no, it was this episode in season three of Star Trek: The Next Generation. No, 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 I gotta look this up. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, but um, yeah. are you guys ready? So 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 anyway, I'll, yeah, just just about. I just want to you know for the for the of preview stuff. So anyway, we've got. We've got, uh, uh, you know, the, the thing about Dune. If you, if you have enjoyed Dune stuff, um, give him a shout out. He's at Dune on the, uh, on, on, the, on the Twitter and Instagram. He's Dune underscore M, I think. But, uh, but hit that guy up and just give him some love because he's going through a hard time right now and, uh, and he could really use it. Um, I'm having a hard time, but I might talk about that later. <laughs> but anyway... Um, uh, yeah, and so nine years of podcasting, and we're going on, we're almost to, to you know, we're 16 and a half years of, of doing comics online, or at least I am, um, and most of these people have been along with me for, you know, the vast majority of the time um, that, you, that you hear on the show. Um, so anyway, those of you who have been listening from the beginning, or have listened a lot, or really, if you're brand new, hey, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, hey, Mike. Thank you. Yes. Do the thing. Let's do that thing <laughs> that we all love so very much. The Comics Online podcast starts right now. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Spoiler alert, you're listening to the Comics Online Podcast Season 17. Our ninth anniversary special tonight, we've got Chelsea Doyle. Uh, we've, of course, we've got our host, Kevin Goesman. And you've got me, Mike Lunsford, the co-host. 
We are going to be talking about The Defenders. We are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We are going to be talking about all other things geek pop culture. We've got a lot of great stuff in store for you guys. So stay tuned for this episode of the Comics Online Podcast. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 17, Episode, I want to say 16, maybe 17, doesn't matter, we'll figure it out eventually. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Mike Lunsford. Hello, everybody. And back once again, we've got the OG, Chelsea Doyle. Hello. Chelsea D, the, the Earth One Chelsea. Earth One Chelsea. <laughs> Earth, Earth One Chelsea, nice. The, the DC Chelsea, not the Marvel Chelsea. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, she is mar- she is marvelous, but yes. But. Oh, thank you. Of thank course. You. Yeah, as, as as opposed to to our other uh, old old Chelsea who hasn't been on in years. Uh, Chelsea you know, Drew, yeah. Chelsea <laughs> Drew was the uh, was the Marvel girl, and she was super into Doctor Strange. And we we should have right, that that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, you should have seen if she'd want to talk about it. <laughs> I forgot our other topic. I still do it. We just started talking about Earth One. Our other topic for tonight, we're going to be talking about season three of The Flash because that yes. shit just is off the rails now. That stuff, it's so insane <laughs> with what's going on. I'm so glad that they said next season there will not be an evil speedster. And I one hand I'm saying I'll prove it, okay? Like I don't believe you. <laughs> On the other, I hope they're telling the truth. Because it's it's got it out of it's like three seasons in, the exact same. A speedster that's faster than Barry, it's part of the team. It comes out, you know, they tell us right around now, and it's like, oh no, who is it? Oh right, it's that person that's on the team. <laughs> like every time. Oh. It's it's definitely gotten to that point where you go okay what's next please yeah it's like it's yeah. like they you know have with, to... with with flash i i feel like I, I feel like we we started out with flash and i was like oh my god you know compared with arrow which is you know it's it's companion piece um you know it was it was bright and hopeful and, and oh, yeah. happy and and then this season like at least toward the you know second half of this uh, of this season of flash it was not that way anymore. It was it was dark and depressing, and I'm like, you know what? This is everything I don't like about Arrow. This is why I am most of a season behind on Arrow. Yeah, Arrow's, but Arrow's all, always been dark and <laughs> grim. It's never been nice. That yeah. show has never been nice. I will say I this. I love though. that show, but... One of the things yeah. that they did really, really well with um, this particular season of The Flash is when things were at their darkest and bleakest, he went for, and spoiler alerts if you haven't been watching this uh, the, this season. But when he goes forward in time to try to figure out who Savitar is or how to stop him, and he runs into his future self, and his future self is like all disheveled and he's like emo Barry with his long hair in his face. Like <laughs> he, they do the thing that I love the most about the Flash is he was able to give himself hope. Like he made himself mm. hopeful again, yeah. and I was like, that's that's what I want. That's what I love about the Flash, and. That, How like, well did that go for him? Well, you know, uh, um, <laughs> not so good. Um, but that again, that's the other great thing about this is this particular season. As say what you will about the whole speedster thing, but I really like what they did with with Savitar. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I, it, you know it was funny because 
I know Kevin and Kevin and I were kind of on the same page where where we thought this was going. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that we all were talking pretty early on about whether this was headed toward evil or dark berry territory. Yeah. Um, I think that they. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. We say it at the beginning <laughs> I feel of the like show. You said I that mean, at the beginning. I did. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah. I feel like they, they set it up pretty well. I mean, Flashpoint, he messed up, he ruined everything, and he has to live with that. And then it just continued, like, he's kind of always feeling like he's failing. At this point, like, nothing can go right. No matter what he does, he won't he won't win. And I, what I did like about the reveal, you know, we know that it's a time remnant and such, is that it didn't immediately make any of them turn against him, which is what I was concerned, that they'd be like, oh, evil Barry, okay, well, we can't trust you. But instead, they all were like, okay, let's figure this out together. Like, Iris didn't turn him away. Like, you killed me. Or nobody was angry at Barry, which I liked, because that could have been a really easy cheap drama thing yeah. instead they're like okay let's work together see and i thought that I when we feel... saw that it was a future barry like when he opens up the savitar suit and i'm like oh shit yeah. who's it gonna be who's it gonna be who's it gonna be and then it's barry i'm like oh this is gonna be good and then it's not just like oh this is just some future barry that's that's pissed off for whatever reason no it was a time remnant and he explained it yeah. and like that's what i thought was the best part of this reveal is not just that mm-hmm. it was barry that there was an actual reason for him to be pissed off and he explained it so, and I, I just mean, finished. Everyone rejected it. Yeah, yeah and he was I like, mean, "Yeah, they all treated exactly. me like crap." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and he, um, you know, he references the way Barry found out that it was him is that he realized if I was if I didn't have all these people, then I probably would have gone down this dark path. And that's exactly what the time remnant said. Yeah, this I was from a timeline where everyone was cruel to me, and I lost everything I love. Therefore. Yeah. Hey, and thanks, by, thanks guys, everyone. by the way, for treating me like crap. And that was the, that's the one thing that, like, <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate with this, though, is that it, at least it's plausible within the, within the storyline, within the, the universe that we know of The Flash. And I'm, I'm still on the edge of my seat, like, how are they going to solve this? The only thing that I don't like about it is they do this every single season. You have a big reveal, and then that's not... The like, okay, guess what? Now the rest of the now we're getting towards the end of the season. It is to a certain degree, but then they still have to throw in a couple of like nonsense bullshit episodes, and like that's the only thing that irks me about it. It's like like the one that was just on where they're just like, oh hey, by the way, we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna do this really goofy amnesia episode that every stupid sitcom has ever done ever. Like I know, and it was also I, I mean we all have to bring up the obvious thing. Why don't they just take Iris and put her on a different Earth? Like this is so frustrating to me. Why do? And I know that they can't bring her to Supergirl because yeah. they don't want that. They wanted to live within this, and I'm okay with that. But they have so many, and Cisco can just jump worlds all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. They just don't tell Barry where they're going. <laughs> so that drives me crazy. I know why they're not doing it, but it's also like you've set up this world where Cisco can jump worlds and we all know it and we can just tell Barry where we're not going. Like that is just logic. Why are we not doing it? <laughs> yeah, it's Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of, of just uh, taking her to the to the Supergirls Earth and uh, you know, just setting her up in the uh, what, what what's their mountain called? Their fort. <laughs> the fortunes of solitude. No, no, I didn't even mean that. I just meant the the one where where uh, Martian Manhunters the the. Oh, the, the DEO. 
I mean, Yo, good yeah. luck, Flash. Good luck, Evil Flash, defeating Supergirl and Martian Manhunter. But yeah. I, get, I get that they want to separate it. But even then, like, take him to another Earth. Take her somewhere where Barry and future Barry would have no idea where she is. And it frustrates me that no one's brought that up yet because they're like, we can't do that because then it would spoil the plot. <laughs> well, then think of a logical reason why they wouldn't be able to do it. It wasn't that creative plot. Uh, one, one, th- one good thing <laughs> that I will say about uh, the, this whole Savitar thing is, um, well, the two good things. One, I love the, uh, it, it, does, it makes no sense for a speedster but I love the armor design. I thought it was beautiful. I love yeah. the way it like seemed to work where, where the person got into it through the back and everything. Kind How of. How did he get that? I want to know where he got that from. Yeah, that part didn't make sense, but I just like the design of it. Yeah. It didn't, you know, like I say, it didn't make sense for a speedster. You're like, oh yeah, you know what a speedster needs? Bulky armor. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks oh, like, uh, it almost looks like it was craft uh, crafted by like Thor in. Um, it does. Yeah. Yeah, like in yeah, it it doesn't look like it's from this earth at all. It looks like it was it was made by by Norse gods. Like it's he's he like took not a trip over to the MCU real quick. No, no big deal, no big deal. I just no just deal. just hopped yeah. over, you know, crossed realms. It was no big deal. Hung out with Thor, hung out with Loki, made myself the sweet suit. Well, the question is, the question is, if he has the armor, it means he needs it. So why that might be the key to defeating him? Because if he has the armor on, it means that. That there's some weakness. It can't just be that it's because they didn't want us to know who Avatar was. Well, his, I mean, it. his weakness is obviously that really unfortunate acne scars that he has on his face. Uh, I mean, like, and the emo hair, that's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that that's going to come in because why does he need the suit? Why? We yep. need to know why because there's no logic to it unless that's what... And I, I also think I would really like Iris to play a part in saving herself because <laughs> this is getting like she's not i like i like iris and the fact that she's just been like her entire storyline has been i'm gonna die and i'm a damsel and i need everyone else to save me and i was like i just yeah. want her maybe to try to reach this berry like we've shown that they love each other no matter what so maybe she can reach this berry at least long enough for them to defeat him yeah i just want her to play a more active role in her own storyline so we're all yeah. big fans on like fan casting and like shipping let's talk about this um using some of the things that we've seen with other time travel stories um, use your best time travel solution to this one, because I already have one, uh, and that would be Iris doing a Doc Brown. So when Savitar goes to stab her, it turns out she pretends that she got stabbed. She falls over. She's actually wearing a bulletproof vest. She read the letter that Marty <laughs> sent her, and she says, well, I figured what the hell. Like, that's my solution. <laughs> any other time yeah, Any other time I, traveling solutions that Iris could steal? <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think she's probably going to try to emotionally attach herself to him and convince him not to through the power of love. Let's be honest here. Hey, but. and there's another Back to the well, Future reference: I, I "Power of Love" by Huey Lewis. Makes, so good job. Sense. I've got I've got two I've got two for you, Mike. I've okay. got one. I mean, if, if Savitar has already been to the MCU, yeah. then then they could get an LED <laughs> version of her, yeah. and then that's what gets stabbed, like a Doombot, yeah. And then. Okay. And we need, to, we need to, to talk a little shield as well if we have time today. So we yeah. should, I mean, they should also go to Supergirl and the Martian Manhunter should That's my second the one. Iris. There we go. And then the Supergirl could show up and beat him up. Like, <laughs> and he's like, ow, my heart wasn't uh, there. Uh. <laughs> like, just a joke. I fooled you. <laughs> Wait, they yeah, could. Yeah, I, um, 
I, I'm assuming it's going to be the power of love is yeah. where we're headed with this. Yeah. I mean, another nice Back to the Future Huey Lewis reference. So thank you for that, Chelsea. Um, I think that they yeah. could also pull a Star Trek and they could take the Savitar armor and travel backwards in time around the sun to get <laughs> to get the whales from 1986 so that they can repopulate the species because that's what Savitar is really they looking could for. Do, they could do the Superman spinning around the Earth until it turns back time. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I hope that never happens again. Yeah. No, but they, I, I don't really know how they're going to do it at this point. I mean, they obviously, they have the doctor, the woman who is going to help them solve this problem and trap him in the time stream, I guess. But yeah. I'm like, is that going to solve the problem? Yeah. I don't, I don't know for sure. Can anybody explain right. to me it's, what it's, that uh, thing was? Dr. Wilson's girlfriend. Wilson's girlfriend. What was that thing that the, the, the big shark dude? Was standing around the big red ball. What was that that's, at the end of the episode? That's they're whatever they're going to get the power source is going to be through King Shark. That's that's who that is. We don't know what that so, thing is though. <laughs> that red thing is just it, no. It's King. I guess it's just a power thing. It's going to power whatever she is making. They need. And I don't know how they're going to. I guess Lila is probably going to tell them. Because Lila was in the preview for the next episode, and she, King Shark, was taken by them. So (laughs) I guess whatever they're going to go for is going to get through Lila, and the shark is going to have it. And then Captain Cold is there for some reason. And, but he's dead, so. (laughs) So this is another version. Is it for the past? What is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that guy's getting fired. Um, he's, he's so great. He should go back to Legends, please. <laughs> he was great on that. I like how I, they. I loved. Um, oh, what, what I was going to say before was my my other big uh, uh, compliment to the the Flash folks this year is the the arc of uh, of Draco from Shithead to mm-hmm. you know kind of great really yeah um, and, I like his character a lot actually and and I feel the same way about. Um, uh, about uh, dumbass heatwave on Legends of Tomorrow. Rick, uh, Rory, yeah, he's done yeah. great. They, I like the thing I love about Legends is that they're all screw ups. Like they really are, and they embrace that. <laughs> like they make constant mistakes, and I approve of that. So I, I really like Legends. They're such different. All of them, including Supergirl, are such different shows, and I, yeah. I like that about them. Um, because, you know, Arrow's always been dark and booty. Everything's always terrible on Arrow. <laughs> and Supergirl is always bright and happy, even yeah. when it's not bright and happy. So now that's taken the Flash's place as the most positive, like, warm, loving show. I, but, do, yeah. I do really like what they're doing with um, with uh, Danielle Panabacker's character in this episode, in this season. Because she's always been, like... Yeah, I like Killer Frost. They, they had the Killer Frost thing before, and we knew. And it's like, oh, I've got to wear this medallion you know to keep me from turning into killer frost but now like that that's kind of gone out the window she's killer frost now but we're starting to see that maybe there's another way to get her back like there was that they like julian was like trying to compel her and so was cisco and like she's in the elevator and you see her eyes turn back for just a second so like i'm thinking that maybe that's gonna be how they beat savitar is convincing her that this isn't right where your family she's definitely gonna play a part and um, I think it's, I really want them to get more into, is, they're not alter egos. They, they seem like there might be multiple personalities. Yeah. She's trying to say they're multiple personalities, but they clearly are not. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hate that part about that character, because I would like for her to just have powers and then maybe, 
you know, make some bad decisions rather than, oh no, now when I have powers, I'm an I'm evil. Yeah. I, I still don't 100% understand why that happens. I know her mother vaguely explained it, like the darkest parts of, I don't know, the power corrupts or something along that line. I don't honestly remember exactly what happened there, but I, I don't get it because she's clearly the same person, but they keep acting like she's got multiple personality disorder. I'm, I'm just not really sure where they're going with that. And if yeah. she is the same person, how is forgiveness going to work? And maybe the answer is going to be that she has to accept both sides of herself and from now on actually have her powers and use her powers would be nice. And maybe there's a way to mix the two because I I just don't know what they're doing with that character. Like, is she Caitlyn? Is she not Caitlyn? Is she a weird? And if that's true, then maybe the key is not to not be Killer Frost. It's to be something in the middle. Yeah. I did like getting to see her, uh, I did like seeing her Bobby Drake all over the, uh, all over the yeah, scene. Was that was fun. pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. I was enjoying that. I was like, yeah, this is this is a good time. Everyone was com- uh, comparing it to Frozone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but where did they get that? You know, that was straight up. You know. Oh yeah. And or, or you know. Iceman. And then the first time we saw it animated was in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. I thought they had, that was a really good time watching that i'm like yeah let's do more of this cisco where is my super suit i said (laughs) cisco where is my super suit yeah (laughs) yeah i i want to see it would be cool if next season they actually let her keep her powers and herself (laughs) yeah yeah it would be it would be a sucky to like her just lose her powers entirely because they are an interesting part of her i don't i don't want them to take it away Agreed. And and honestly, I would like to see, um, you know, some some like maybe trade off when it comes to the, uh, you know, our speedsters. Like, I, you know, I would like to see some some episodes where, oh, you know, you know, Barry and um, go off to uh, to Earth 2 and and uh, and Jesse Quick is the Flash for, you know, for an episode and, you know, yeah. having to handle yeah, I agree. I think that they've introduced enough of like Wally and Jesse separately that we would watch an episode about them. Well, why not? I, I don't think maybe when Barry and Iris go on their uh, honeymoon, that right. they can have the two yeah. of them star in an episode. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Definitely think so. Um, so, uh, so what, what what show are we off to next? Uh, you guys, I mean, I'm Legion. Not, I don't, yeah, please talk about Legion. I have not yet gotten to watch this. I am going to. I have it ready to go. I just have not gotten around to it yet. I'm so behind I will on shows. I not spoilers. No, you know All what? Right, I, Chelsea, I, so awesome. You guys so can Iron talk Fist. it. If you've seen it. kill you. <laughs> if, you've, if you guys have seen it, if you want to talk Legion, you that's fine. You're not going to ruin it for me. Oh, you guys are, that's right. Kelsey's not a fan. Not a fan of Iron Fist, I'm not a fan, and it will just make me rage for days. Why would you do that to me? We can talk about the Defenders, because then I don't really have to talk about him. Yeah. See, I thought (laughs) thought that was an awesome part of the Defenders trailer, though, was, like, Luke Cage just, like, whoops his ass, and then all of a sudden it's just, like, Iron Fist time, and he knocks Luke (laughs) the fuck out. I was like, all right, this is... This is going to be pretty cool. And I think that if you do the whole Heroes for Hire thing where you have Luke and Danny working together, maybe Luke will have him chill the fuck out a little bit. Like, just, I, I think that that's going to be the only way to counterbalance Danny and his douchebaggery. But, like, 
Yeah, so I I was saying that I feel like he could be better in a group environment. Like, yeah. I really didn't like him on his own, but I am fully aware that he could be more fun with yeah. many other people to play off of. Yeah. So I'm more than willing to open my mind if it turns out that he plays off them so well that he's more enjoyable. I would love that. It would make me very happy. I, I feel like uh, the actor is good. I feel like we need the uh, you know the writer of the first half of Luke Cage and the uh, the chore- the fight choreographer for Daredevil. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then Defenders is going to be fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean the the executive producers are the same as Daredevil, um, and they do have their fight choreography. Fake everything. They have Ooh. them. It'll be more fun. <laughs> I'm really excited, especially because Electra is showing up, and like that, they they seem like they have the hand stuff going on, like good choreography already. I'm like from the trailer, I was like, good. I feel good about this, and it's fun to see them play off of each other. And there's, you know, I like all of them really separately too, except for Iron Fist. So I, and I feel like it'll be interesting to see how they don't necessarily get along at first. Like they have very different personalities. Yeah. And I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because Jess in particular is so prickly. Like how yeah. is she gonna, how is she going to deal with these people? Well, and I'm just, I'm just hoping that it's like the, uh, you know, the caring, nurturing nature of night nurse that, that really yeah. does bring, it was like, Hey, well, you know, and, and for that matter, Luke Cage as well to be like, Hey, come on now. Let's just fucking <laughs> handle handle our shit and Let's get together. Let's just save cool. save the town, guys. Like, <laughs> and I hope they bring up the fact that she was romantically it, with Daredevil, well, yeah. not fully, but and with Luke, and Jess has been with Luke, and I See? hope that comes up. Because, See, so then you'll be able to yeah. know that Luke Cage and Daredevil are, are Eskimo brothers, as we found out uh, in a prior episode. <laughs> oh. So there you go. Yeah, we get to bring that up. <laughs> Something <again>. like that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that it won't come up just a little bit. Oh, <laughs> like, it's got it's Especially got with Jess and Luke on the same team. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to come up. Remember, we had sex a lot, and now you're dating Claire. That Yeah, that's awkward. And then <laughs> Matt being like, oh. Oh, you guys have been there, too? Claire. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I, I, I am really excited about having the uh, the supporting cast. You know, not only... Oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you know not only... Um, Night Nurse, but also, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Colleen and uh, what's her name? What's her name? You know, what's her name? The detective. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. Oh, Misty I'm Knight. I'm excited about Misty. Yep. Misty Knight. There you go. Everyone's been talking, obviously. We would all love it if Misty and Colleen <laughs> became yeah. friends. And that would be great. <laughs> I would I would, love it, would. That. it would be really fun to do that. So, and okay, so who do you think Sigourney Weaver is? Clearly, maybe a mob boss? I, we, I've seen all the speculation, I and think, no one has an answer yet. I, think I have an answer. Oh, she's reprising me. her role from, uh, from Cabin in the Woods. All right. <laughs> uh, yes. I would approve of that. <laughs> I want, I, you know, she looks like a mob boss. I'm actually hoping she has superpowers of some kind. Cause I would like to see Sigourney Weaver, like, kick their ass. That would make me happy as a person. <laughs> because, you know, if she's just another mob boss, which it looks like she is, like, I don't, I, she's still going to be amazing. Would it be if she could go actually toe to toe physically with these people? Yeah. That would be really cool. I think realistically, yeah, though, real, she she might just say. be she might be a um, crap. What is his name? Um, uh, 
the guy who ran um, ran Ender- Enterprises. Um, the guy that was dead, and then the hand brought him back. Shit, what was his name? Um, that guy. Meacham. Uh, that Ward, guy. Ward Meacham. We know who Meacham, yeah. Yeah. I feel like she would be like a female version of him. Not like in the sense that like, oh, she owes the hand a debt of gratitude because of this, 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 and this, and they brought her back to life. No, but she's another one of those like inside people. She's part of the hand. She's running the cities. Like, oh, well, Meacham couldn't get it done. He, you know, he's been incinerated. So now we got to have somebody else on the inside who's running the business operations of things. So that's just kind of the vibe that well, I've got. Well, and she looks... She's she looks like she's gonna be a boss boss. Like yep. she doesn't the way that the way that they're setting her up doesn't make it look like she's actually following anyone's orders but her own. Yeah. Which I think is more interesting. And if she has someone to answer like someone to answer to, like Madame Gao, like that won't be as interesting as her clearly having all of it. Like she might be if you're gonna have the defenders together, it should be somebody who is actually the head of something. Like maybe the head of New York's crime syndicate or something. Like I'm not sure. I just I think she's gonna be great. It's Gordon Weaver. She yeah. she might doesn't need superpowers to be intimidating. Like she could just exist. Yeah. But it would be really fun if she had superpowers. And then it would. And then they get there and it's just her and they're like, now we're gonna take you down. And then she like suddenly is super powerful. That would be awesome. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, I wanna see, and I really hope this continues. I would love, love, love to see like you know season two defenders and and have a you know uh doctor strange element yeah i mean who knows where they can go from here they could do it depends on where they go with each uh separate story too but i i mean it's gonna be like the avengers you know that they and and uh, what i love about i mean i love the netflix shows except for that one and I love that they're different than the Avengers because they're like, this is about New York. This is about the streets of New York. This is about also like the heart of the people. It's about not the big grand saving the world. It's like, okay, we're going to try to save this city from itself, kind of. And I, I like that element. So I think there are a lot of stories left. It's, it's impressive that since it's only in one spot, they're still managing to come up with really good stories and they're not i don't feel confined by new york with them like it doesn't feel like oh we're only in one place we need to be in 100 places the way all the avengers are and it's like no we really don't like they've got down right now but maybe someday they'll move not yeah i I sometimes feel confined when it comes to the the dc shows like oh hey we're (laughs) you know this show is in this city and this show is in this city and even though they could obviously go and hang out together only sometimes they do yeah even though it would make a lot more sense if Supergirl showed up and saved Iris, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, she can fly super um, fast. Can't she just fly in and like save her from Savitar? She literally can. Like, yeah. <laughs> because they gave her that ability, that they gave her Cisco's thing where she can call them at any time and jump through the portal at any time. Yeah. Like, why do you set those things up if you know you're not going to use them when they're actually useful just for like a, we're going to do a musical episode? <laughs> And never use it again. Do you have a, a Targaryen shirt behind you? I might. Oh, yes. My bag. Your bag. <laughs> and then I have a Wonder Woman shirt over there. <laughs> That's oh, a yes. good eye. It's, it's like behind me. <laughs> it's, it's only a little bit of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's a dragon with multiple heads right there. Yes. <laughs> you can see more of it now. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. Good eye, though. <laughs> so for our, our next... Uh, Topic. I'm going to play some music and you'll be able to tell exactly what our next topic is. Uh, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just came out uh, this past weekend. I know that, uh, Chelsea, you got to see it. I know, Kevin, you got to see it. Um, is the hype that we're hearing about this, because I have not seen a bad review of this movie yet. And as a matter of fact, you can actually check out our review on ComicsOnline.com uh, by Matt Cernacker himself. Um, everybody, everybody I've heard that has seen this, I, I know people that have gone and seen this multiple times in the theaters now, are just are wowed by this movie. Like, what was your take on it? Because I haven't I got a chance to see it four times already. <laughs> have you Really? really? Times already. I only saw it once in 3D, and oh my god, the 3D is 3D. Yeah, so I mean it's good. It's yeah. like the best looking 3D I've ever seen. Oh yeah, ever. when they get to the planet, that's just gorgeous. Like I was sitting here, like this is so gorgeous. This is so cool to look at. Like you guys clearly utilized your new budget really well. They really did. They're like okay, let's just spend all of our money on pretty things, and I'm like. I approve. Let's let's keep doing that. Good job. If you're going to show like the wild world uh, galaxy, then this is the right way to go about it. <laughs> uh, so, Guardians of the Galaxy two, uh, we will have, by the way, some uh, some spoilers in this. So, if you haven't yes. seen it, you you may want to uh, hold off on the rest of this episode, or at least this section of this episode, until you have. Uh, because I will probably spoil you. So, so, so yes. we start out yeah. in Missouri, and of course, James Gunn is from Missouri. I, that, that's where I met James Gunn when ah. I used to live there. <laughs> um, in his hometown, his his local uh, art uh, artsy fartsy theater, he was uh, he was doing a screening, uh, a preview screening of Super, and I got to meet him there. And I thought, oh hey, the, you know, it was like oh this is a like a press screening type of thing. Well. It was like a guy from the paper sitting up on stage with him and asking him all the questions. And I'm like, oh, well, that's different than a press screening. Okay, whatever. Um, but uh, but it was still fun, and it was great to, to actually see him in person and, and stuff like that. Um, but James Gunn has done such an amazing job with this. Now, now here's a guy who started out, um, you know, in, in like, the, the, the most uh, cliche of low-budget, uh, areas where you know he started working for Troma. You know he literally he he um, wrote Tromeo and Juliet for uh, what's his name? <laughs> guy. A- and uh, you know and then he went on to do things like uh, Slither and oh, uh, you know movie. and then of course uh, Super. And then Cabin in the Woods. And- yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I mean he has such an amazing sense of humor like I you can always I told my friends this I'm like you give me a team of lovable losers with a great sense of humor dark comedy and I'm like automatically sold (laughs) like that's why Firefly works for me that's why right I love lovable losers that are just trying to survive and just make Which is why Chelsea will still come back on this show. Clearly, Aww. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that's I, how you got me here. <laughs> I had forgotten that Slither was one of his movies. Like, I, that's... And I'm yeah. I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't brought that up before when we talk about, like, our favorite horror movies. That's a really underrated that's horror movie. That's a fun movie. movie. I, he's just fun. I like him. He's very clever and he's entertaining but you know um so i i did like the movie i don't think i loved it but i liked it and i would certainly see it more than once and i would not call my opinions on it negative at all because i think it's a great movie it's just i for one i don't know about you guys but that soundtrack was not as impressive it's kind of hard to top the well that's what i thought at the beginning 
That's what I thought at the beginning, but eventually it 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 grew on me with with additional viewings. And in fact, even with the first viewing, because okay, so I bought the I bought the soundtrack like a week ahead of time. I started listening to it, and I'm like, oh god, I only like like four of these songs. What the hell, James Gunn? But then, <laughs> them in context in the in the movie, I'm like, oh well. All right, this does make sense. And then after seeing it multiple times, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, you know, and there's some subtle lyrics things where you know beyond the you know beyond the brandy song, which you know they, yeah, they really are like, look, yeah. we did this hey, on purpose. Let's pound this into your head. This is the plot. Hey, yeah, you know though, if you didn't I, I, if you didn't like the yeah. soundtrack, and you were wondering, hey, maybe a really awesome geek pop culture website created their own soundtrack and put it on Spotify when they did an episode that was very similar to this. Ooh. Well, well, damn. Because you'd be right, there is one. It's the Comics Online 80s stuff playlist on Spotify. You can find it yourself, and you can hear Kevin's favorite 80s songs, my favorite 80s songs, uh, special guest Ulysses Campbell, uh, his favorite 80s songs. We also got some from Steve Monick as well, Comics Online Pirate Radio alum uh, himself. So definitely check that one out. Uh, shameless plug for Spotify and our playlist. Yeah, no, no, I'm <laughs> fine with that. I, I'd like to think that your soundtrack will be much better than this one's soundtrack. Oh, it's <laughs> broader, certainly. Yeah, and we're it, listening it to it right certainly. now, actually. It's, it's playing um, in the background. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. somewhere... Um, I, yeah, I, that was, it's so funny that that's like a criticism of this movie that we are so used yeah, the to the first having mm-hmm. such great music <laughs> that we were spoiled. We were spoiled by that first one. Um, so I would say that's like off the top of my head. I felt that there were maybe too many moving parts in this. My friend and I were talking about it in depth because we were trying to analyze and we felt like, for instance, uh, the Gamora and Nebula stuff. While I would personally, I would love that to be its own thing. Like at some point, like, cause I felt like that was shoehorned in a little bit. Like Nebula could have been taken out of that movie and it wouldn't really have lost anything. Like outside of Gamora having a storyline outside of going, hey, Quill, be fond of your father. Okay, I have romantic tension with you. Um, so I'm glad she had something other than that. But I also feel like we didn't get enough time to really sink in about those two and think about their past and like they I felt like that relationship deserved a stronger spotlight and that because it was just a side story while Quill stuff was the spotlight I was like I wasn't particularly satisfied I think they rushed it like they've been fighting all this time trying to kill each other and all they needed was a hug like and that I don't know I it wasn't that easy but I felt like I just wanted more because, you know, I I think the Daughters of Thanos as a fan is a really interesting storyline and yeah. there's really good stuff there. And I feel like it could be a much bigger storyline given the chance. I just felt like they rushed it a little bit here and that I, I would have liked a little more if they just put, th- they wanted everyone to do something. And I get that and I appreciate that. But if you're going to make one storyline so much more important, which is fine because that's what this movie's about then everything else feels a little shoehorned because you're like, well, we want to do this stuff, but this is more important. (laughs) I've heard actually people complaining otherwise, the the opposite, saying, oh, you know, we we didn't need that much uh, of of Nebula and Gamora. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with that. I'm saying because they deserved more. They deserved better. They deserved more, and they just weren't given it in this movie because there was a bigger storyline, and that's 
in my opinion, that's fine. The big storyline was important. It's just that I was like, maybe in the third movie, they could have been the spotlight, like finding Thanos' daughters and giving Gamora more of a leading role in the future would have been interesting because she was, you know, she was sidelined in this. So I get that they wanted to give her that. So she wasn't sidelined, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of feeling like they're getting, um, they're they're going to be taking uh, this and, and, and bringing it into Avengers, you know, with the, with the big infinity war thing. And they and we know the Guardians are going to be in it. So right, and so the two of them are obviously you know the, they're the reasons for the Guardians to be in it. So I, I have a yeah. feeling that this was necessary. But what I was saying was I heard people saying you didn't need to 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 bother giving them this much screen time. And I'm like, no, I felt it was it was just right. You know, I'm in the middle. Oh. I feel like okay, this is this is the appropriate amount. I mean, of course, I always want more. But you know, it's a movie, not a series. So I I, I understand that there's only so much time to be had. Yeah, exactly. I just felt like they could have... I felt like if you're going to do it halfway, you either don't do it or you do it better. And yeah. that, and that, it's not even a criticism because I still enjoyed it. I just felt like at least that storyline didn't hit the amount of emotion that I wanted to feel because I felt like, oh yeah, okay, that's not in the main plot, okay. <laughs> and Because the main plot was really well done. And I I understand that Quill is technically the lead character, so focusing on his stuff um, was important, and I thought all that was great. I really did. And so that's why I think I felt like some of the other stuff was not entirely necessary in this film. Even though I want want Gamora to be there other than unspoken attraction thing. Right. But I I definitely was like, I feel like I wanted more from that. And because it was a B or even C storyline, it just wasn't as much as I wanted. I wanted better than that for those two. So so since I'm the one person in the group. I think it was important to... Yeah. I thought it was important to to provide a a foil uh, for the for the A story, you know, for that you know that 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 fathers and and you know the the, the father and and son thing with uh, with Ego and Quill, and then here you've got you know fa- a father and daughters thing with them, and it's you know it's just kind of another way to say okay here's. Um, you know, uh, here's some some people who survived crappy parenting. Well, and also because they want to, they want us to understand how terrible Thanos is, which we do. But we this do. certainly gives some insight into some of the more cruel things that he was capable of. And we got a little bit of in Guardians too, where Gamora was talking about how he destroys a planet, steals the children, kills their whole culture, and then raises them to be killer assassins. So we understand he's a pretty bad guy, but this was like special cruelties that they were going into. So again, like I love the Daughters of Thanos storyline. I just kind of want them to have their own stuff. <laughs> like I want a bigger storyline for them, yeah. which they might have in the future. I'm okay with that. But I will say that I thought everything to do with the with Kurt Russell was great. He was fantastic. I mean, we all knew he was going to be the bad guy. That wasn't a surprise. And it was, but it, the way it rolled out and the way that they explained him was really well done. I was, I was quite I impressed with that. Because it's like, even if you know, okay, something's super wrong. Something's going to go so horribly wrong. You still were like, I can't, I can't wait to see when this is going to turn on a dime. And Yeah. 
All right, I was guys. kind of hoping that uh, you know, at the at the resolution of all of that, that that Peter would would retain some crappy amount of powers, you know, just to remind him of his heritage type of thing. No, he had to. He had to really. Uh, he had to really choose not to be that. In the end, he had to choose to be yeah. mortal. Yeah. What is the You're Mary Poppins thing that they keep talking about? Like, I haven't because seen it yet. He... I'm I'm gonna see it, oh, but I'm not one of those people God. that's phased by spoilers. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I work. I have a kid. I don't have time, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it was Yondu, right? Yep. And he had the umbrella. It's like it has him fly. And you know how did... Mary Poppins goes oh. and, and and descend. And he okay. goes like, "You're like Mary Poppins." And he goes, "Who's that?" And he's, he's like, "Who's he?" <laughs> he goes, he's a badass. He's like, it's badass. He's like, okay, then I'm Mary freaking Poppins or something like that. All right, that's pretty cool. It was okay. really funny. Yeah, it was right. really funny the right. way they did it. I and, can um, it. I, yeah, the Yondu stuff was fan. I was, I really loved it because in the first movie, when they're going through the first movie, I'm like, well, clearly he cares about Peter like it's his own kid. Like, yeah. he might not be good at showing that, but I was like, I felt like they said it up in the first one to show he was raised by him he's rough and tumble the guy kept on trying to find reasons not to hurt him not to kill him fight with him like even though he was like i need to kill you now um unless you have anything you want to say i will stop (laughs) you from killing you i'm just saying and um so i was i already got that message in the first movie i'm just glad that and i said the only thing i would have liked a lot is to see some flashbacks of him with peter and when he was young because we got that one thing, that one flashback of him showing him how to fight. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my, I would love you. Oh, you show this flashback of their parents together, of him with his mother. I'm like, it would have been really nice to actually see a scene of him and Yondu when he's a kid um, bonding. And Yondu attempting to be that father figure and Peter not even paying attention. Like, him being like, no, dad's here to throw a ball. And then Yondu showing some well, I could do something with you and him be like, no, you're no one to me. You know, there was, I feel like it would have been nice to have at least one scene of them when Peter's being raised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the same, and the same uh, token, I feel like it's, it's good that we didn't get any flashbacks with the, the daughters of Thanos because it's like, okay, you know, either it's going to be a useless flashback, you know, something generic or it's going to be, oh, these are horribly abused children, which we don't want to see in this <laughs> film. This is a comedy. But it would be funny if it was Yondu and Peter as a kid. Right, like that, yeah, would, yeah. that could have been charming and yeah, funny. Yeah. And like, here's how you steal something. Here's how you shoot something. Like, that could have been funny and well done. And I, I feel like that was, sorry about that. I feel like that was the only thing. I thought everything else worked. And I believe from movie one that Yondu considered him his own kid like I already felt that way so but it would have been nice I'm just saying I would have loved one scene of the two of them and they were because with that one shot of them him teaching him how to shoot I was like oh I would like more of that just one moment please I felt something there and but otherwise yeah I thought it was great did you did you talk about Guardians already on on your dad's show I did, yes. And I mentioned the soundtrack. I was just one of the soundtrack. <laughs> but that I liked everything else because I did like everything else. I love the scene did where you... uh, they all think that they're hunting ro- uh, Rocket. <laughs> He's just going around. I'm like, I love you so much. 
because he's a great character. But yeah, I mean, I did. I think the movie is excellent. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's better than the first one, but you know, sequels. What can they really do? They can't always be better than the first. It's not their fault. They're trying their best. I, I personally thought. Now I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, sophomore slump and all this sort of thing." Oh but no, I, not about this. I personally, I've, yeah, I've read a lot of people saying that, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I personally, personally felt that this this movie was every bit as good as the first one. Um, you know, it, you know, sure, it's got problems, but I, you know, they're all forgivable problems. Like, you know, to me. Anyway, they're they're all forgivable, and it's just such a delightful movie and such a rewatchable movie, as I have learned already. Yeah, I mean, Gardens is awesome. I, um, you know, I'm not even saying that in a negative way. I think the first one is so amazing, and I think this one is really good. Like, it's not that I don't think it's a sophomore slump. I think that they did a great job continuing the story that they set up. I think they did an awesome job with that. That's not it's not a reflection on this movie that I just like the first one more because. I did just like the first one more, but that doesn't mean that this wasn't great. And they were trying something different. They were trying to get more into these characters. They were trying to give them more backstory, more feelings. Like they weren't just the sketches that they were before. And I think they did a great job about that. It's just that if I'm going to be, if I'm going to have in front of me Guardians 1 or Guardians 2, I'm going to watch Guardians 1 again. Yeah. And that's not, that's nothing, then it's just how it is. Well, let's, you guys I, mentioned I, something I felt too. The, the, what, you mentioned something mm-hmm. like about the sophomore slump, and and Kevin, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you finish your point. But I'd like to after that, like let's talk about some movies that where, especially recently, I can think of a couple where the sequel was actually better than the original. And the Dark Knight. Well, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> yeah. that's one of them. Yeah, but I mean, we'll we'll go into that. Kevin, go ahead, man. That'll be oh, our next uh, topic. What I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, Captain America 2, I'm already thinking. Damn it, Chelsea, oh, yeah, knock it off. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <Winter> soldier, man. <laughs> um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, the, the humor. The humor in it oh, yeah. was, was, I mean, it was, I was just laughing my ass off it's from the beginning. Funny. I love that Drax was like the funniest person in this movie. <laughs> when did he become the funniest person in that movie? But he was. Right? It was, he's, I love how they've changed his character, but in an unbelievable way. This is how he is with, a family he feels better and he feels more like he can be himself and i just i really like that he was so serious in the first movie but this he's like he's laughing he's joking but in a, in a way that doesn't feel contrary to his character like he you can believe yeah. that he's now part of a family again and it's made him so happy you know you, you can see it in him for sure i thought that was good so other movies mike well, I mean, because Chelsea decided that she was just going to jump the gun and do whatever she wants because she's rogue. It was in my head. <laughs> she, she's like, I'm just I'm going rogue. I'm doing whatever I want. Um, no, I, I agree the, that like. I like in the Winter Soldier. <laughs> hey, there. See? Huh? I like I like the tie in there. Um, I agree with that one. That's like one of my favorite. I thought that that one was better than the first one. However, sure. with that one, you needed the first one in order to establish the oh, second one. Yes. I like Captain America the movie. I yeah, do too. I know a lot of people don't but I yeah. I liked it I thought it was great that one gets shit I, on a I, lot I, yeah I don't I don't really know how people cannot I understand it had its problems but I think like it's so important to know where Steve comes from because Steve can come off as such like a righteous person which he yep. is but like if you didn't know who he was just as it's, it's inherent he is <laughs> and you, if you like didn't know that like, for one his his uh, natural self is this scrawny little sickly guy who has a big heart. Like, that's who he is. And he still is. Like, 
when you see him, you can still see that he's that person, that he's just in a big body because it's turned to him, but that's not who he is. He's inside. He's still like this skinny nobody who really yeah. wanted to help save people. Yeah. And I think it's it's necessary for you to know that about him and feel that for him before you get into later stuff because he does come off as kind of arrogant and righteous, but he's not arrogant, but he is very righteous. But I love Steve Rogers. It's just that if you didn't have that origin, you would not know that he was like this really endearing, awkward, sweet person. Yeah. Um, All right, Chelsea. Yes. Uh, I, I know we've, we've talked about this already on oh. the uh, the other version of the uh, the Comics Online podcast. We we actually do a com a, a, a comic show now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> comic focus. Um, but are we going to talk focus. about Hydra? Are we going to? Oh God! I I just want to know if you're if you're uh, reading this uh, this Secret Empire no. and what you have to nope. say about it. Not at all, huh? I I refuse. I refuse. That is my answer. No, thank you. <laughs> all right. So my thing is, you know, most of most of the. Uh, Here's the thing. If you're talking with your friends and you're making, you know, and you're saying, well, you know, here's here's what I understand to be the case, and or you're talking, even you know, even on a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, here's what I understand to be the case. Okay, then whatever. But if you're gonna go and you're gonna go and you know, the digital equivalent of putting pen to paper and say, here is what's up with Captain America. Here's what's up with uh, you know, Secret uh, Empire. I keep wanting to call it Secret Invasion. Um, <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Very different. Yeah. I keep, you know, if you're going to go and and put it in black and white and say and and write out, this is what's up, but you're stupid and you're writing what is (laughs) not the case, fucking stop. Oh, man. Just stop. I don't want to say anything mean, but but just stop. Stop it. No, no. Stop it. Do your research. If you don't understand it, don't write the article because... There's so many people who are saying, oh, Captain America was always Hydra. That's what they've just revealed. No, they haven't revealed that. Yeah. This is where within this this uh, this nested bubble of, uh, of of universes and and they in the one that they're in and is is one where the, the universe is He's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. And okay, fine. This <laughs> He's is a Nazi. It's a, it's a it's an alternate universe and fine. I mean, keep in mind, guys, they get bored and they have to do things. Yeah. So they're like, how about let's make Captain America a Nazi? That's a great storyline. What if like, Captain America was a snowman? Them. You know, like, I mean, they, Disney yeah, owns them I now. Like, love that. Start that doing that. <laughs> and then it's just like him and Bucky. And he's so like, great. he's like, hey, Bucky, do you want to build a snowman? I mean, come on. It's an instant tie in. <laughs> Everybody knows the song. Like, Bucky yeah. wouldn't sing along oh, with him. Come on. I just. It's not only that I don't like the concept of Steve Rogers being a Nazi in any world, but I also think it's just like, we're bored, so let's just make Captain America a Nazi. Like, what story are they really telling that they have? I mean, it's just, we are trying some, we're trying something we haven't thought of because we've been doing this for 60 years. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised they haven't done that before. Or like, what what were the what ifs? They could have done a what if about this, like... I love the what ifs issues because they're one off, and yeah. you're like, "This is interesting." Wasn't there one? Wasn't there one about Hulk killing everyone, <laughs> and they're doing Planet Hulk? Like, I feel like there was one. A what if? But um, yeah, I'm not reading it. I'm not immediately going to. They turn 
Captain America into a Nazi. There's clearly, that's clearly not the storyline. Like, yeah. I don't I know. Really, yeah, but I still am like, oh, so that's, you guys are really at that point. Like, that's how bored you are right now. That's where you're at. Is this is going to be a main storyline. They, they've caught a lot, of, a lot of flack. Marvel and, and they have. have caught a lot of flack about it. And I feel like, uh, you know, maybe for good reason, because it's not that great. But well, and I mean, keep in, keep in mind that he was created by Jewish writers, yeah. and that he was in part like a representation of like the fight against the Nazis, right? Was, like, and so it's the biggest the insult you could give. It's a big insult to the original writers that created him. These Jewish people to talk about to create a hero that would fight the Nazis. I mean, like, guess what? He's a Nazi. Like, that's just I, I could see that be as a Jewish person. I'm like, well, that's a little awkward. <laughs> like, okay, thanks for that, guys. I just wish they would start calling him. Really like alt right Captain America or something like that, or alt Cap, you know, like because that's that's <laughs> yeah, all he is, you know. Alt <laughs> Cap. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could, I definitely see what what's upsetting people. I do, and I feel like if this is a really well written story, I don't read it, but I haven't heard anyone say this is such a well written story. It's worth it. Yeah, like it's so well done and so well conceived. Last year, it's last year totally I did. Worth it. Last year I heard but. a couple people saying it when it first came out. Um, like, um, Here's the thing. friend of the show, James Rambo was saying that when he was reading it, he was like, look, a lot of people are shitting on this, but you have to realize where this is coming. It's coming from Kobik. It's an interesting concept. And I was like, all right, you know what? You, you sold me on that. I'm okay with this. But then it just seems as it goes on, they're kind of like doubling down on their, their douchebaggery. And they're like, no, he's definitely a Nazi and he's definitely been Hydra since the beginning. And it's a little too convoluted, in my opinion, because it's like, well, wait, the cube changed him. No, wait, the cube changed him from what he originally was, and then they had the allies win the war because the Hydra originally won the war. It, it's 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 too much. It's too complicated. It's it's, it's not It's a little too enough. cerebral for most readers. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, it's because yeah, people are dumb that they don't like it. That's yeah. what you're saying. It's like Captain America Inception, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it is the Captain America inception, and 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 that's and that's been the problem for people. You know, they they can't follow it, and so the, the that you know, is so such the an arrogant thing to say. Like I understand, but that's what they're doing. No, I mean that they. You can't imagine that everyone who doesn't like this is just too dumb to understand it. No, no, no. That's, you can, you can, that's no, like no, the no, assholes but, who didn't like can, Batman vs Superman. They were all like, "Well, you just didn't get it." <laughs> yes, that's what he sounds like. Yeah. So exactly. no, 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 no. I'm saying smart for most viewers. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's great. It's not that great. It's but it is too smart for most readers. No, that's incorrect. And here's why. Because here's why. Because, here's why you're let's wrong. Let's be honest here. Here's why you're wrong. Because Tell me why I'm wrong. you can't deny that the storyline by Brubacher of Bucky coming back, Bucky coming back, the story of the Winter Soldier. The Black Widow and stuff between that. That is smart shit. That is not simple shit. That is smart writing. I was always like, never bring back Bucky until I read that. I'm like, this is well done, well thought out, well written. It's interesting. Bucky's entire storyline has not been simple. The way he thinks, the way he acts when he became Cap, all of that has not been just like, oh, here's comic. Like, they thought this through. <laughs> and so I'm saying that that is a smart storyline, and a lot of people understood it, and a lot of people loved it. And you I'm can't... saying that this one is, because of the nested universes, is, is too hard for a lot of people to wrap their brain around. And I get it, that's fine. 
Oh my god. Dude, Arrogant I... tosser. Dude. So guys, I need both of those things. Let wow. me do. Uh, since we've talked about, case. since we've talked about Eat Captain America Inception here, I want to do this real quick because we're on Facebook Live right now. So we're actually okay. broadcasting while we're broadcasting. So it's a broadcast within a broadcast. Uh-oh. Converted by the Cosmic Cube. Are, are you showing them our faces? I can now. Everybody say hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. That's us. We're live. Check us out on comicsonline.com. We actually have a link that is in this video, so you should be checking it out. It's myself. It's Kevin Goswan. It's Chelsea Doyle. We're talking all things geek pop culture. Definitely check us out if you are not already listening, which is weird because you're listening to me talk on the video about <laughs> listening fun. to me on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, you can listen to me twice at the same time. It's some crazy stuff. But, but uh, my, the audio, the, the podcast is longer. Yeah, my buddy Casey, <laughs> my, longer, my yeah. buddy Casey just said, uh, just said, homie, what's up, Casey? What's going on, man? Um, but, hey, Dom's watching. <laughs> Dom is a guy I work with uh, at the place that I'm not allowed to mention because they don't pay for advertising. Um, but Dom's watching, so mm-hmm. thanks, Dom. Um, but yeah, you guys should check us out. We've got really uh, good anime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, check us out. Go to Comics Online. Uh, click on the link that's in this video, and you guys can listen to us live. Uh, so I'm going to finish this now, um, but I'm going to tease you because we're going to talk about all sorts of other intriguing things that are going to be coming up here. We're going to talk about some of the best sequels of some of the comic book movies that have come out. And we're going to talk about me yelling at Kevin for oh, being arrogant. Kevin, you're arrogant, and nobody likes you. Before we close this shit up. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, too, Chelsea, you had said that the, the Dark Knight was, was better than the original. Um, the Batman Begins. Yeah. Batman Begins. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is an amazing movie. I, Every Batman in between that and 1989 yeah. inclusive. I think that... Um, well, I don't like the... I don't like 1989, so... I don't... I just... I know, but I don't think Michael Keaton is a good Batman. He just never... He's not intimidating. No. He's normal looking. I today and I love you, because I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I look at him... You can can you tell me when you look at Michael Keaton, you're no. like this guy would intimidate me. Nope. Like he's really scary. I would be unnerved by being around this guy. Like, come on, he was. I, I mean, it's not that he did a bad job. He was just yeah. bad casting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so when you get somebody like Christian Bale, who physically is imposing. Yeah, and he looks he like he looks like a rich, rich douchebag. Yeah, which is what Bruce Wayne is. So yeah. He does. He yeah. looks like a rich du- douchebag, and then he looks like somebody who mildly unstable and probably could kill you. Like, exactly. Who spends his time at night that. hanging out with bats doing lots of push-ups. Yeah, he's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he looks like that yeah. person. Like, if yeah. I'm thinking about who that looks like, yeah. he is who I think I thought, about. I thought that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2 was better than the first one. That's that was yes. my that's so far. Uh, up until I saw Tom Holland and, and fingers crossed, hesitantly, hopefully this one's going to be really, really good. That's my favorite Spider-Man movie to date. Is the second Spider-Man movie? So my only my only criticism about the new Spider-Man, yeah. is I said, is this really another movie that needs to be taken over by Iron Man? Like, does he not get enough publicity? He's not starring in enough things. He doesn't need to like have a side-starring role in Spider-Man as well. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I love. You know, if he really was uh, as as narcissistic as they they portray him in the movies, he would be on the Netflix shows. <laughs> Just just walking by with a Starbucks in his hand, you know? Just like, (laughs) hey, Luke Cage, you going to invite me to coffee? Eh? Eh? 
Yeah, but like, hey guys, like, you, oh, Danny Rand, you're another douchebag who's has a lot of money. Let's hang out. <laughs> like, I don't think you can use know. this Iron Fist just... name because Iron Man is copyrighted by me, Danny. So uh, we're gonna oh. have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I'm not even saying, I like Robert Downey Jr., I like Iron Man, and I'm yeah. still getting really tired of him. Like, I just need a, a break, guys, okay? He was half of Civil War, which I understand why, but it yeah. is a Captain America movie, and now he's, like, in Spider-Man, and even if he's only in two scenes, he's still going to overpower that movie. Everyone's going to remember him in that role, and I, I'm just tired, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love him, but I'm tired. Yeah, I can, I can dig it. There's two much of a good thing it's it re, it's real um some other sequels uh i thought x2 of the brian singer yes. stuff i thought that was she better was than so the first good. x-men yeah that one was really really good um what happened in that one that was the one where um, that was the one with striker with striker yeah and and yeah he like kidnapped Regine yeah. died at the end yeah wow, and, they were all yeah. so bad they're all bad that one wasn't until, bad. until the the days of future Pet. no the uh first class See, I, I liked X2. I yeah. thought X2 was a good movie. Yeah. I mean, and technically yeah, a sequel, because First Class is a sequel. It's a prequel, <laughs> but, like, I loved First Class. First Class is probably... First Class is great. It's probably I my favorite one of the new sets. Yeah. I I thought Days of Future Past was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of any other ones that have been really, really <laughs> yeah. good. Um, well, we haven't seen The Incredibles 2 yet. No, but that's I mean, out soon. Oh, yeah, Incredibles 2. No, we're going to talk Hulk. about... Oh. Versus Hulk. Uh, well, I mean, they're both bad. <laughs> Incredible Hulk is better, but that's really setting the bar pretty low with how bad the Hulk was. Yeah. But I, I liked it okay. I did. I thought it was yeah. fun. I'm looking so, forward to Planet Hulk slash uh, Thor. Oh, God. The preview for that. Yeah. I have never laughed so hard at a Marvel preview ever. Oh, when Thor, when, they're have him in the, when they have him in the gladiator arena... And they have his opponent come out, and it's Hulk, and he just goes, "Yes, like, I know him. I know him from work." Yeah, like that was the that was one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Like they've really, they've really gotten the Thor humor down. Like, they, it, I feel like it took on a level of its own when they were doing. Um, you guys saw the um, it was like the YouTube videos oh, of what what Thor, stuff. yeah, what Thor was so doing. Funny. Yeah, and it was him and his roommate. Yeah, like that was the, some of the funniest shit that I'd ever seen. Yeah. And like, and, they, and then they had uh, Mark Ruffalo eating with them. It was like Bruce Banner, and then Tony calls him. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you're having a war. Oh, he doesn't want to talk to you, Thor. Yeah, he's too busy." <laughs> and Thor is like, "Send a raven." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's so it's amazing. I've, I mean, you know that they're just like on location being weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm not really a huge Thor fan. Like I have watched the first one. I, I wanna say I, I own it on Blu-ray. Fun. I the first one was fun. The second one was kind of boring. Right. I mean, yeah. honestly, they're you know of uh, they're you know, they're my iron fist. Uh, of the, of the MCU, hate the Thor movies. You do I don't, have, but I don't hate Iron Fist either. But I'm like, I recognize that they are the they're they're the worst of the MCU. I'm just like, okay, these are just not that great. But I will totally watch them. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of worse. <laughs> I can't, but I I do like them. I enjoyed watching them. I yep. like Chris Hemsworth. I actually love Jane Foster, and I'm sad she, but I liked her as a character. As this. Yep brilliant astrophysics i like the idea and so in general i enjoyed those movies would i watch them multiple times and love them to pieces no not really but i think thor is funny though like i 
enjoy his moments in the Avengers. Like, yeah. I enjoy, even though he doesn't get as much really as everyone else, like, when he is in it, I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I find, especially in Avengers 1, when he comes in and just grabs Loki and jumps at him, and they have that scene. And I, I don't know, I just, I did like him in the movies he's in. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't know that I'd say I love his movies. But I am looking forward to this one. Yeah. For I, real. I am too. So and Chelsea. Uh, yes. No, keep uh, going. Mike, do you, have, do you have any more of these? Uh, yeah, this one was uh, was brought in uh, by uh, Mr. The DJ, Mr. Ek the DJ. Um, he said it was more, it was a remake, um, not a, a, a sequel. But the first time around they did the Punisher was pretty pretty friggin' bad. The Thomas Jane Punisher movie that they did was on point. Oh, Thomas Jane was great. I agree. Yeah, that was my favorite it's one. Inter- so it's interesting seeing Thomas Jane now because he's in The Expanse, and I just started The Expanse, and he looks so scrawny in comparison. Yep. Like I remember when he was in Punisher, and he looked like the Punisher. Oh yeah. And now, like it looks like he's lost like eighty pounds or something. He's yeah. so it just when I saw him, I almost didn't recognize him because he's so. He just looks so thin and like yeah. smaller, and I was like, "What is happening here?" I, I feel but like sorry, it's just random. I just no, you're fine. Saw... Is it worth watching? Um, I like it. <laughs> I only have seen four episodes, and everyone was telling me it's like the best. It's like it's like the Battlestar Galactica level, and I was like, "Yeah." That's more than you gave Iron Fist, <laughs> so I did it. that's that's a good one for me. I I, I I'm in four episodes, and I like it for sure. I like it. Okay. I don't think that I'm at the level of other people, but maybe that's something that happens later. Like I'm, I'm definitely want to continue. What are you watching it on? What's the streaming? Well, my friends and I uh, watch it on Amazon. On Amazon, okay. Um, yeah, and um, we watch it every week. We watch movie. We watch sci-fi together, so we have to wait every week to see it together. So that's why I haven't finished it. <laughs> that's tough. The only thing that I wait for lately is um, my my. Girlfriend Sarah is uh, is super like a super twenty four fan, oh. and and she, you know, I'm not talking about the new version of twenty four no, without uh, without Kiefer Sutherland, but the new thing that we just call Jack, which is designated survivor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. basically um, the same show. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but yeah, we we are totally loving that show. Or the yeah, pre- my, President my Jack Bauer show. <laughs> that resident Jack Bauer show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I do really like it. Although I will say this about The Expanse. It's so funny. This has happened multiple times. I've never seen the show. I don't know anyone. So I'm like, the names, I'm still kind of like, oh, who, the, who is that? Because there are like four people who look so similar that it freaks me out. Like the guys, they all are the same hair, the same build, the same like dark hair, dark eye. Like they look like they could be brothers, but they're all different characters. In that show? In that show, yeah, it's really weird. Okay. And um, so I'm watching the show, and I keep going. Oh, I bet I know what's gonna happen. I bet this is gonna happen. I bet this is gonna happen. I bet this is gonna happen. And every time I'm right, my friend's like, "I, you are lying to me. You've never seen this show." And I'm like, "No, it's just obvious, dude." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. They telegraph everything, but you know, I still love it. I, that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's sci-fi. We've seen if you watch enough sci-fi, anything is going to be predictable. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> anything. They're, it's not like they're, this is based on books that were written a long time ago. So they. I mean, it's. You know what? Do you remember the author? I I actually just bought the book, but it is a, like a thousand pages, and I have not started it yet. But I don't remember oh, the author. But I guess there's four of them and they're all a thousand pages so it's gonna but i want to read it that's one thing the show did is made me go you know i'd like to read this book even though it's a thousand pages or 800 pages so um yeah i like it but it did 
and do do the oh well this is gonna happen well that's yeah. obviously the answer somebody's starting somebody's starting a war and they're pretending one bread my friend's like i don't believe that you have not <laughs> looked anything up and i'm like chelsea you brought just up- no sci-fi dude you brought up a really good point here um, because I have my Netflix watching habits have been kind of odd. Like a lot of people are watching a lot of new stuff and there's a ton of new stuff I really want to watch. Like I really want to watch this Dark Mirror thing. I've heard that that's fucking incredible. Black Mirror. Black, Black Mirror. Thank Mirror. you. Chelsea, Amazing. Chelsea is the terrible person who got me on that when it was still I, on – like there, it was like pirated on, on oh, really? YouTube. Nice. Okay. I'll, oh, that, yeah, that is an some, amazing show. I've heard it's really, really good. <laughs> but um, It's so good. Just prepare to like be your, – your braid will hurt Yeah. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's, it's haunting. Forever. Like some shit happens and you're it just is. like, damn. It is yeah. haunting. Yeah. There are things about that show to this day that still haunt me. Like wow. things that I remember and go, nice. oh, remember that? That was effed up. I am excited <laughs> about this. But um, it's good. you mentioned how there's a lot of tropes in – sci-fi and what i did was in the last like like four months or so because i'm not on like a strict where i gotta binge that shit as fast as i can but i went back and i watched all of star trek voyager because Uh i had it's been years since i had seen it but i had never seen all of the episodes so i went through and i really 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 enjoyed that and i was like man i really like i love voyager i do too (laughs) but then also after i was done with that i started going back and watching the original next generation like I went and I and, and I was like, uh, season one was pretty rough. Do I need to watch? Season and I, one is not great. <laughs> I went through and I and I um I cherry picked. I found like the bet my the episodes I remember either watching as a kid or the ones that I knew that were really really important to watch. Like the one that I yeah. loved when I was a kid was the one where the traveler is on the Enterprise and he makes him go mm-hmm. to like the ends of the universe, like to the ends of existence yeah. and all sorts of crazy That's shit. Insane. But like I noticed something too. Star Trek is the same way. There are episodes of Next Generation that were carbon copied into Voyager. Like the whole like, hey, there's this weird part of space that doesn't make sense. Let's get trapped in there and some weird shit happens. And it's either either one of two things. I mean, the original series started half of that. So to be fair. It's like it's either a higher level of intelligence where it's experimenting on them or it's a living sentient thing and it's trying to eat them. It's like one of those two things. And I was like. I'm watching an episode from season two, and I'm like, wait a second. This happened in Voyager. And I'm like, wait, no. Voyager copied that. No, them. no. This okay. came first. Yeah, okay. But then you yeah. go back to the original series, yeah. and you're like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they still yeah. like everything, only, you know, but like, modernized it, made it a little less uncomfortable. Exactly. And I and I'm, I think I'm going to end up writing a uh, an article about this, because I haven't written an article on comics online in a while, Please so I need do. to. Um, about there are certain shows that are your safety blanket. There are certain movies that. That, like, whenever you're just, like, you want to go to bed and you just want to have something comfortable, you just grab it and you put it on and you watch it and, and enjoy yourself. And I realized that Star Trek is my safety blanket. And I'm going to show you something. Keep talking. Oh, Kevin, we're going to get a show. Um, Kevin, like, if you... Chelsea, are you wearing LuLaRoe? This is how much I love Star Trek. This <laughs> nice. is my computer bag that I nice. have every day. I mean, can, can you see the shirt? I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like Star Trek was my first fandom when nice. I was a little kid. Me too. I saw it before Star Wars. Yeah. I saw it before anything else I ever loved was Star Trek. Star Trek and Star Wars ran concurrent for me. Like I, I found out about both of them at about the same time because my dad's a huge dork so too. People so people who are listening, they can't see this. It's yeah. my computer bag. Is a science officer. Yeah, it's the Starfleet. science officer teal. <laughs> color with the uh with the yes. com badge on it it's it's very awesome <laughs> um, and i'm wearing yeah, a very awesome a very awesome very inclusive star trek with a rainbow uh warp drive signature rainbow coming off of the enterprise yeah. yeah which shows that all nice. colors in the future will yeah. be together because that's what harmony is in the future 
And Kevin is showing us no his Enterprise. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, he's showing us. He has the actual ship. <laughs> his Enterprise phone. That's pretty cool. Um, that's so cool. Is is Star Trek your safety blanket as well, Chelsea? Like when you need when you need just yeah, some comfort. It. Yeah. I love it so much. Like yeah. I just there. You can't even. I can't even imagine not loving that show. So yeah. it's really hard for me. It's one of the few things that I have a hard time yeah. hearing criticism, even though I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I totally agree. Like, oh yeah. yeah, this is ridiculous. This is cheesy. This is not great. Like, yes, I agree, but I love it so much. Yeah, it I'm doesn't the same way. matter. Yeah, and like I noticed something too that it is even formulaic. Like in those first two seasons, it basically goes of like course. this: it's of like course. it's like Enterprise, some witty banter with all of the crew. Um, here's your problem: how are we going to get out of this problem? You know what? We're going to let Picard um, monologue his way out of this one, and that's how they get out of every episode. It's just like like the one the one with that weird like oil slick monster thing that kills Yar. Um, when, and it's like, how are you going to get out of this one? He's, he's essentially the devil. And they're like, well, we'll just have Picard like yell at him Picard for a while. Monologue at him. <laughs> he yells at him and then they transport him away. He'll piss him off. That'll work. Okay, fine. Whatever. Like, yeah. So, uh, so when I, the new Star Treks, um, you know, I, I'm fine with them. I'm fine with them. I could go yep. into things, but I'm actually fine with them. I yep. enjoy them. Okay. And, but my whole thing was, I don't really care if this is good or bad. All I care about is people to watch this and maybe watch Star Trek with me. <laughs> like, yeah. if you like these movies, maybe you will then watch Star Trek with me. And like, actual Star like Trek. More. Like, yeah. yeah. Was, so, I would, I, every person who goes, um, who goes, Oh, I like the new movies. I'm like, yay! All of the show is on Netflix. <laughs> so, we should watch it and it's worked it's worked i've gotten people to love the shows and that's all i wanted in the world nice did you you see that what i was showing you these my my fun edibles collection this is uh comics online's uh former uh games editor caleb paulus designed these cool and these are uh the star trek captain cupkirk the Spock tart and the Gorn bread muffin, and they're um, they're toys that you can get at like uh, GameStop and places like that. So I have the Funko Pops, you know, my ridiculous collection. Ridiculous. I have the I know ridiculous collection. I have a Kirk and Spock, but I have the original series ones, which cost like fifty bucks each. Not joking. Oh, no. I only I have, wanted those. <laughs> I have the the alternate universe uh, original series Spock. Yeah. That's the only that's, that's the only uh, pop that I have from Star Trek. Oh, I think I have all I have everyone. I have everyone. <laughs> I have like nine Star Wars pops, which is too many Star Wars. I also have like fifteen Star Wars. Pops. <laughs> <laughs> it's an addiction. My friend just messaged me. I'm moving and I'm not taking all my pops. I'm just going to take pictures and you tell me which ones you want if you don't already own every one of them. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to tell me that you were moving. I'm like, you just bought that place. How could you? Move- no, no, no. But I, I just. Got an email that my Westworld pops are on the way. So oh, that's another I show I gotta watch too. I gotta check out that first season You've of Westworld. Not watched West, Westworld, it's Mike? So no, good. no, I haven't watched it. I, I you will can just come over to yeah, my just house. Go no. over yeah. and he'll watch. He'll show you everything. Okay. Right, Westworld fine. is great. Another yeah, sci-fi show. Another sci-fi show that you're like, I kind of see where this is headed, but it doesn't matter because this is fun. <laughs> I mean, they do a few things. Uh, no, actually, we we guessed most of that show pretty early, but it doesn't matter it doesn't because matter. 
yeah. it, it, it works with the show. Like they weren't trying to fool us, which I appreciate. They were never trying to fool us. And so if you figured it out on your own, awesome. We were putting all the hints there for you. Yeah, that, that person who you thought was that thing, then you were right. Yeah. And that guy who you thought was that other yeah. guy, you were right. Yeah, but yeah. aren't then, you glad you went on this journey to figure this out? And you're like, yes, I was. Thank and then you. there's I feel smart for and then there's robot this out. orgies galore. Just robot sex after robot sex after robot sex. Well, not quite as many orgies as Sense Eight has, which is many. <laughs> well, it's done by the oh, Wachowski twins, so that makes sense. Have you watched season two? Because I've only watched. Are you kidding me? I I saw all of it in like less than 24 hours. <laughs> oh my god! It was amazing. I new stuff. It was, it was amazing. But for anyone out there, if you want to see giant orgies, then Sense Eight <laughs> is the show for you. There you go. So orgy alert <laughs> on that one. Sense Eight is the way you want to go. So. Yeah, they they have very <laughs> they have a lot of graphic sex on that, but it's like all artistically shot. So it's the Wachowskis, yeah. So they can't just do simple stuff; they have to make no. it look splendidly artistic, do beautiful it's, music. It's sex and bullet time because it's it's the Wachowski <laughs> for, siblings. Yeah, yeah, so uh, the, yeah, it's great. I mean, I love the show so much. It's one of my favorite shows on TV that's out there. But I, well, my friend's like, I don't really like watching shows with a lot of sex. I'm like, well, I can tell you when to fast forward because <laughs> this show has a lot of it. <laughs> well, hey, guys, and, we uh, we got a couple minutes no. left here um, for, for the episode. Kevin, we got to do, we got to, we, we, we got to talk. All right, Chelsea. Yes. All right. Uh, Legion. Yes! I love Legion. It's amazing. But what the fuck is that? Explain to me everything that I'm missing because I'm like, I'm like the whole time, I'm like, my mind is blown and it seems like I'm missing. I don't want to spoil him. I watched the entire thing. No, no, him. Mike has not seen it. No, you're (laughs) not going to spoil it. Watch it years ago. Okay, so the Shadow King. Basically, yeah. It's what was inside of him. Oh, the Shadow King? Nice. He was a kid. Yes, the Shadow King got in him when he was young. Has been feeding off of him like a parasite. Oh, they shit. were hoping that he could get the power back to fight the Shadow King and actually lock him away. But the Shadow King got free because fucking Sid decided to try to save him, David. And when she kissed him, it actually moved the Shadow King. So now he's in the body of uh, Gene Sparks' husband, who's also a psychic. So he's zooming off. She's now possessed him. So, she's out with him. I have a quick question. (laughs) Aside from David and the Shadow King, are any of these other characters in the fucking comics? No. Oh, not that I'm, not that I'm aware. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) If that's the case, that's fine. Because like, I'm like, who are these people supposed to be? Because they're also they're as far as I know, none of them are in the comics. I haven't heard they they all original characters. Okay, that's great. And like the time, the time is clearly not modern time. Like I don't know when it is, but it's clearly not modern because they're sort of sixties. Yeah, it's like sort of not. But if he actually is Charles Xavier's son, which they're getting into a little bit then it makes sense that he would this would be like the 80s or 90s like this would be like the 80s i feel like it's 70s or 80s but um the way they all dress and the music and everything like that's definitely not modern time (laughs) and so i noticed that from day one but it's so great and so weird and the things that they choose to do like when they had that point where all all of the sound went off (laughs) <laughs> and I was sitting here like, is my sound, is something going on? Is my sound wrong? And then I, no, they turned all the sound off. 
And then the, the scene with the Shadow King is you know, like dancing in the black and red. And she's just going through all of them because she's taking over everyone's minds. It's so great. <laughs> oh, right. When when it's, when, it, when, when the Shadow King. She's got all of them. She's got all of their minds. Name? Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. So, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> but she, oh, snap. I mean, that's amazing. They actually had, she was not coming in to read for that role. And they had originally intended somebody who looks a little bit more like the Shadow King, who actually is like a 30s or 40s guy. And then Aubrey came in and they said they just had this like idea of her being more interesting as that character, as somebody you wouldn't expect to be this person. And I think it was the smartest thing they did. <laughs> because she was so good and they definitely kept us going for it remember the first or second episode where i put up like is that mojo is the shadow king it's one of them <laughs> and i can't figure it out but um oh, we know that was Xavier such is a mind fuck show it is it's really messed up but you would it makes sense i mean he is the most powerful well yeah 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 that part. <laughs> he's an omega mutant he is and you have to imagine somebody with that amount of power just cannot function like a normal human being. Like, it is impossible. So, no no wonder he would... Even if he wasn't with a parasite, he probably would have ended up in an insane asylum. Because he he's hearing voices for real. Like, he can change reality, guys. Like, it's amazing he hasn't already murdered tons of people before. Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing about that show. Is like, you know, the whole time I'm thinking this is, like, going to be some crazy, unreliable narrator thing. Where it's Which like, it is, but... <laughs> you know, much, much like, uh, what's it called? Um, the show that we love with the, with the guy and the other guy. <laughs> you know that show with the two guys? <laughs> The guy and the guy and, and the guy who talks to talks to the audience like you're a person. Oh, like uh, House of Cards. No, no. that one too, though. God damn, <laughs> I gotta catch up on that because I, I haven't watched the last two episodes of last season, and the new one's about to start, right? Yeah, the new one's about to start. Um, but yeah, I I thought it no, was no, no. Great. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about uh, Mr. Robot. Oh yeah, yeah. it is just like Mr. Robot, except you know with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, where where in the most you know in in season two of Mr. Robot, you know you're just you're going and you're going, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Let me come clean with you. I've been None lying to you this, this yes, whole fucking season. Here's what's really going on, which makes sense because that's what that is come about. On. I know, but uh, in Legion, it may, I guess the Shadow King like was controlling him, so he didn't go off the rails because then he somebody would come after him. So yeah. it's intentional, so he could take over him, and then eventually, but like. That's why, Mike, it's amazing he hasn't murdered, like, so many people by now. <laughs> and, yeah. and when Sid kills, like, half the insane asylum, it's because he actually is capable of doing that. And it's amazing yeah. he hasn't so far. So later on when we see him, you know, wreck that entire group. Like, they just walk in and the people are, everyone's dead. They're like, yeah, so that's what he's always like. He wow. could do that all the time. He's just right. keeping it in check. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was sold on this already, but like now I'm even more interested. So it's so good and yep. it's so weird. You're just gonna like it because it's so weird. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but like it's so well shot and it's interesting and it never is boring. There's nothing boring about the show, even if you don't get it all the time. Yeah, FX is pretty good about that. Like, I, I haven't started the new season of Fargo, and I know that you were catching up on that, and that was one of my favorite yeah, I've, by I've far shows. Season two. But yeah. I um, I have season three tapes, so I'm, it's ready for when I 
finish season two. Yeah. I didn't I watched, like season two as much. No, as season, season one. one season one was way better. Season, season one with Sarah, and season two, I could not hold myself back I, from watching. Sarah, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I already watched season two. Oh my god! Season three. This is the way to confess. <laughs> She's probably not. She, she might be I, though. I really um, liked. I really liked season two though, um, because of Patrick Wilson. Like his character in general. I'm just not there no, no, no. yet. I'm just. I'm halfway through, and I'm just like, uh, it's okay. This is season one. I was like, you guys got me yeah. from the first yeah. episode. I love Billy Bob Thornton. I love the hitman, the deaf yeah. hitman and his friend. Yeah. I love. I loved everyone in that show. So it's. I don't know. I, I season two is okay. I'm not saying it's anywhere. Yeah. Like it's still a really well written show and well acted yeah. show. It's just I guess I'm maybe not as interested in the time period, gotcha. not as interested yeah. in the character. Patrick yeah. Wilson but just kills it though. There's a part where there's an there's another cop, yeah. and the cop is complaining about something, and and Wilson just turns and looks at him and he goes, "You know, you're a real shit cop." And the guy's the guy just doesn't have a response. He's like, "Well, um, I'm gonna make sergeant." And he was like, oh, yeah, good for you. Like, it's just, like, the best interchange between them. <laughs> but, like, just how, how matter-of-fact like everything family yeah. is. All... Yeah. It's like his family is always doomed to have to deal with terrible cops, yeah, even exactly. though they're great cops. Yeah, they're great cops. Yeah, and I didn't even really get that, that, was, that, that this was a multi-generational show until, yeah. you know, yeah. until, like, toward the end of season two. Um, by the way, I, I, I watched the first season with, with Sarah and then I went, you know, and I was like, uh, in order to prevent me from watching season two, I'm going to go watch the movie. And I watched the movie and I'm like, fuck it, I'm starting season two. But, but <laughs> so you, there are ties between, you know, from oh, the yeah. season one to season two, you know, there are characters and events that happen. I love it. I'd never in a thousand years thought that they'd be able to duplicate the humor of the Coen brothers. Oh yeah. Like. The writing, the character, and the comedy of the Coen it's Brothers. Better. I was it's honestly shocked. Better. I I loved it from day one, and it's still even if I'm not into season two, it's still like this is incredibly well written and well acted, and like it's clever. But I was the Coen Brothers are hard to duplicate, and they like they didn't just duplicate it; they made it they made it better for a TV show. But they do have it's like spot on, spot on comedy. Yeah, and I love yeah. it. Yeah. So I have uh, before we before we uh, tie it up. Hopefully we're not pissing off uh, EK. Uh, uh, no, no, we're but, but, yeah we're coming up on it soon. So, um, but uh, I we we I gotta talk. I don't know if you guys are, are caught up, but uh, I just got caught up on uh, Agents of Shield. I haven't. I'm not even close. So I've, I stopped watching for a while. I've watched one episode of that I, you know show what, honestly, ever. I wouldn't so. blame you. Yeah, I, I, I stopped like a while ago. <laughs> because you know, it's it's one of those shows that has has been here and there, and like, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, I kind of care about a couple of the characters, but overall, yeah. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, that's what happened. Is I kept on. I realized that I had like seven episodes saved, and I had no no interest in watching any of them. And it wasn't like I didn't like the show because when I watched it, I'm like, this is fun. But I was like, I'm not gonna just save seven episodes and maybe watch them. So I I stopped for a while. Uh, so by the way, shout out to friend of the show Dexter Adriano, who is the editor. Of, uh, of 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 that show this season. Sorry, Dexter. Dexter, De- Dexter um, used to edit for uh, what Legends of Tomorrow, and now I love he's... Legends Tomorrow. Yeah, now he's on Shield this year, and he's done such a great job. He and, and the people he worked with have done such a great job because you know, when it comes to editing, um, you know, you rarely notice it and say, "Oh, I noticed that it's good." You don't notice that it's good. You notice only when it's bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the editing on the show has been, and, and, and the writing and the acting and the effects have been so much better this year. Because honestly, yeah, my they've had some cheesy that... shit go on in this fucking show. Yeah. My friends said that this last season, or the last half of the season, have been like really good, has been up in the game. And <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the first section, the, you know, it's like it's kind of been in thirds. So the, the first section was, was Ghost Rider and, you know, some uh, kind of uh, uh, dark hold stuff, some mystical stuff. And I was like, you know, at first I was a little bit uh, lukewarm on it. But then, you know, toward the end of it, I was like, oh, wow, this is good. And then, you know, it, it, this is a 22 episode season. So or at least 21. At least, I'm not sure. Um, a long, it's a long season. And so it's uh, so the second section was uh, some LMD thing. And then this third section has been this alternate universe, this uh, this digital universe um, section, and it has been fantastic. I've loved it to so, to where the, you know some of our our uh, our heroes have have gone into you know have been sucked into this uh, digital universe, and then and then some of the uh, uh, and then some of the others, um, you know, had to go in to save them. Right, and, and in this and this alternate universe, um, the uh, the world has been taken over by Hydra. Of course. Of course. And uh, let me guess, freaking Ward is back. I hate him so much. Oh my god! You will. Here's the thing. This uh, fake universe, this digital universe, is uh, it's called the. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The digital universe's version of Ward is the nicest motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, that he's actually one of the reasons I started hating that show. I started not liking that show as because much. Because that, that, yeah, the character is terrible. Yeah. Well, I just, I just got really tired. I don't know it when when he was just being a flat out villain. I liked him fine. I just felt like they kept on trying to pretend he could be saved and then going no. And I'm like, just he can't be. It's okay. You can have villains that are irredeemable people. I believe in you. <laughs> like, yeah. and I think in the end they did say he was irredeemable. And then he died which is fine but i was just like there were there was a good season there were like maybe we can turn him and i was just, just let him be evil just do it let him be evil he, yeah he's a nazi just let it happen <laughs> it doesn't but, take much you know, to make but nazis i love evil. brett dalton you know just as an actor and at, you know just in in person you know i met the guy and he he's, seems so nice he's yeah. so nice i mean he's the, the the out of all of them i think he's the warmest guy uh, yeah i believe that and uh, and I'm so glad. I'm hoping, you know, it's it's you know, my fingers are crossed here, that um, that what we're gonna see in the end is is he will uh, he will you know they'll put him into an LMD. He'll they'll pull that consciousness out of. No, know. no more board. Yeah, I want him to come no. back. This is the good version. I of would board. definitely not watch the show if he came back. What? Definitely, I would what? be done. He's a different person. No. He's a robot. He was more interesting as a bad guy. Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry. I do anyway. like the actor, though. He's nice. <laughs> so check, check it out. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that the actor has a job again. Um, Why doesn't he go to a better uh, show? <laughs> oh, and the other, uh, also, what's his name who died? Um, the, oh. the other black guy, Trip. Oh, um, I love Trip. Yeah, Agent Triplet is is back in the uh, in the alternate universe. 
So that now they can they can save him, please. Right? Was, yeah, him too. Yeah, let's bring him back. Who cares about Ward? Bring Triplet back. Yeah, and and Max, uh, Max's daughter is oh. uh, is in it, you know, and, and apparently, you know, that's his his tragic backstory. And I'm hoping that they bring her into a into. I'm just hoping that a bunch of robots come out of this. You know, a bunch season. of robots. <laughs> On LMP. Half the show are made robots. <laughs> Why so, not? Chelsea and, it, and by the way, our, our our villain for the second half is the um, uh, the woman who played the the evil queen in that musical show. What was the musical show? Oh, uh, Galavant. Galavant. Oh, I love her. She's so funny. Is she allowed to be funny she, in this? She's super subtle. Occasionally, she she's not like evil queen funny, but yeah. She was great in that. That's a funny funny show. Yeah, particularly at the beginning when she's just a robot, but later she's, you know, ah, she's the villain, and then yeah. she's not as fun. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, if you if you liked that show at all to begin with, I, I recommend going back to it. Who is at your house, Chelsea? Uh, no, that's my cat. <laughs> You're gesturing to your cat. Because she meows at me, and I was going, shh, and she just looked. <laughs> you had a person there. She's a talker. I can't help it. It's all right. <laughs> she, it's been amazing. She hasn't been meowing this whole time. She's a, She does it constantly. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. Well, well, so so Mike. Yes. Meow. Meow. <laughs> you heard it, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I heard. I've heard it a couple times uh, throughout the show, but it's it's cute. So it's okay. I know. I'm cute, but shut up. <laughs> Cats are notorious for not listening. Person. Yeah. I do. You're I am a cat person. Wearing uh, leggings with uh, with cocktails. That's right. <laughs> and I have my Targaryen thing yeah. and my Star Trek computer bag. <laughs> Chelsea, if, if the people want to hear your stuff, if they want to hear you outside of this lovely podcast conversation we're having right now. Oh, no, I don't really do anything anymore. You don't do anything <laughs> anymore? Show, though, I right? do my dad's show. I, um, my dad is one of the news morning people on radio here in Maine, and I do their entertainment um, entertainment segment. So that's WGAN. <laughs> You can check out that, but otherwise, I have been—I haven't been writing as much at all. Like, I just been focused on life because I have a busy job. But I yes, I do sometimes on my dad's radio show where we talk about movies and comic book. Well, comic book movies a lot. Yeah. Game of Thrones, TV, nerd stuff. <laughs> Mr. Ghostwan, right what? On. So, so Friday mornings on WGAN, listener. WGAN. <laughs> Whiskey Golf Alpha November, if you know the military alphabet. <laughs> Mr. Ghostwan, what yeah. do we got going on on ComicsOnline.com? Comics Online, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We've, we've kind of been pushing a few things back. You know, we've got our, our, our other podcast. You know, we've got Endless Sandwich that is super overdue yeah. to come back. And so once we once we work that out, our, uh, our, our primary chef, for endless sandwich has, has changed his um, his working hours. He's a so he's a chef again, so that's exciting. And and so we've we've got to figure out a time to, to have have that show restart. Yeah. Um. It's it's a delicious show, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't already, if you're if you're a foodie at all, uh, you will enjoy the endless sandwich. And of course, every week, uh, whether or not we have the comics online podcast, we definitely will have the uh, the some comics online branded show 
uh, whether it's it's comics online, the uh, the the comic focus, um, uh, pirate or, or something else on pirate radio. Go and uh, subscribe to both of our feeds, and and you shan't miss out on anything. I love that word, shan't. Shan't's such a great word. <laughs> shan't. Yeah. Um, when I'm when I'm not doing this comics online thing, um, I do have another radio show. You guys can check out. Uh, it's on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. Um, I do a show called The News Feed. It's topical events. It's current events. It's that sort of stuff. You get a chance. Take a look at it. It's pretty fun. But more importantly, here on Comics Online, where everything is geek pop culture, Pirate Radio is going to have some more stuff coming out. We just did a ton of music episodes that we just posted. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a few more here pretty soon where we might be talking uh, some endless sandwich topics. Uh, we, we got into a conversation where we were like, what is the best fast food um, vices that you have like the things that you know you're not supposed to eat but you just absolutely got to eat i think we're gonna be talking about that pretty soon here too so uh, stay tuned for that but mr kevin goswan why don't you go ahead and uh, sing a song yeah. hey i i i just want to give a quick it, thank man. you to ek the dj ek the dj thank you ek thank you ek he said you're welcome. And every and, and to, to everybody who's been on, you know, this is our, our ninth anniversary show. To everybody who's been on the Comics Online podcast over our many years, except for those two people, and you know who they are because yep. they suck. Can't talk about them. Can't talk about them. Nope. Um, Even if they try to copy but, our podcast. Uh, everybody else. Oh, no, wait. There's three people. Sorry. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to make my own Fuck podcast, yeah, and I'm going to copy everything that somebody else did. Rip off artist. Sorry. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't have my own ideas. Chelsea and Mike. And for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, any participants, or any employers, past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less uh, crazy speedsters uh, from the future being duplicates and being the bad guys. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciates foul language, biting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All material in this podcast is original. And it is copyright. Comics Online, 2017. Oh yeah. See you next time. Bye guys. Have a good evening. From leaking to our builders to going off like Yamaha bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.